Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Let's get it started. What's up, everybody? You are listening to another episode of Life in English. I am your host, Tony Kaizen, and I know, I know what you're thinking. Tony, where the fuck have you been, bro? It's been another three weeks and you haven't released a podcast. You son of a gun. What's wrong with you? I know what you're thinking, you know what, and I apologize, I apologize, but I'm back, all right, and I'm coming to you today from Atlanta, Georgia, and more specifically, McDonough, Georgia, all right, McDonough, Georgia, McDonough is, um, it's like a small town about 30 miles from the city of Atlanta, Georgia, all right, now you might be asking yourself, or not. But you might be asking yourself, why am I coming to you from McDonough, Georgia? Why am I broadcasting or podcasting from Atlanta, Georgia? Um, Well, I'll tell you. The reason is I moved out of my apartment in Dallas and didn't have anywhere else to go. You know? But that's really not the whole story. Let me be more specific. Um, My lease was up. My lease was up. And what that means is the contract that you sign when you rent an apartment, we call that a lease. And when your lease is up, it means that your contract has come to an end. My contract ended. You know what I'm saying? And I was supposed to move in with my dad in Dallas, but we didn't find an apartment in time, right? Like the the way the schedule was, there wasn't enough time to find an apartment and I really didn't have any other place to stay. Um, so I came to Atlanta to stay with my mom for a couple months before I go off to Brazil, you know? So I drove, man. I fucking drove from Dallas, Texas to Atlanta, Georgia. That's like, I, th- I think it's like 1,100 miles, maybe 1,300, I can't remember. All I know is it was 12 hours in a car by myself just driving shit was terrible genuinely terrible man i'm not gonna lie to you and i've driven across country before man i've driven from 
Atlanta, Georgia, to basically Los Angeles, California, which is like double the distance. And then I've driven from Los Angeles to Dallas, Dallas to Los Angeles, and now Dallas to Georgia, man. Road trips can be great. You know what I'm saying? Road trips can really be great. But when you're by yourself, man, and you're not, when you're by yourself and you're not stopping in different places, you're not sightseeing, you're just driving, you're just trying to get somewhere, that's your only objective, fuck, man, it's not fun, I ain't gonna lie to you, it's not fun, but three minutes into this podcast, you're probably not even listening anymore, but if you are, you're probably wondering what the hell am I here to talk about, you know what I'm saying, so let me, let me tell you that now, this podcast is really just gonna be like a quick update, a life update, assuming that you give a fuck about, you know, what I'm doing. And uh, also telling you my plans for the next couple months. And I also thought I'd tell you about the city of Atlanta since I'm going to be here for the next two months. You know, maybe one day you come visit the United States or one day you come visit Atlanta, Georgia. And after listening to this podcast, hopefully you'll know a few things about the city, some things that you can do some places you should or should not go, stuff like that, all right? So, like I said, man, um, two weeks ago, a week or two ago, I drove from Dallas to Atlanta. That shit was terrible, but I made it safely, no problems. And I've been here ever since, just doing the same thing, working on the YouTube channel. Uh, We launched, we, I launched the website um, maybe last week. Yeah, I launched the website americanodagema.com So if you're listening to this podcast And you speak Portuguese Then I recommend you check out americanodagema.com Alright, if you don't speak Portuguese It probably won't be very useful to you Even though I do have videos and lessons 100% in English So even if you don't speak Portuguese Check it out, alright? Anyway, I've been working on that, um, spending time with my nephew, my sister, my mom, you know, because they all live here. And life goes on, man. There's really not too much new happening with your boy, you know. Uh, I should have prepared before I recorded this podcast, man. There's going to be a lot of ums and uhs, so prepare yourself. But... um, Anyway, man, I'm I'm enjoying my time here, you know what I'm saying? Because I like changes of scenery. I like moving to different places. I think it's because of the way I grew up. Like, ever since I was a kid, I never really lived in a city for more than three years. Except when I was in high school, I stayed there for four years. But every other city I've ever lived in, I stayed less than three years. You know, so I kind of... I hated it when I was growing up, constantly having to move, constantly being the new kid, you know, constantly having to to adapt to a new situation. It was not fun when I was a kid. But now that I'm older, I kind of like, I crave it. Meaning I, uh, I have like a, a strange desire for it. You know what I mean? For change, for moving to a new place. It's weird. It's really weird, you know? But um, that's why I'm kind of enjoying my time here. <sighs> Excuse me. Because uh, it's just something new. You know, I was in Dallas for six months. 
And even that was like, okay, what's next? Because there's really not a lot to do in Dallas. And I'm not the type to like go out every night to the clubs or to the bars and look for some fun that way. So I just be chilling, you know? So the change of scenery was nice. Uh, and I'm staying with my mom. She stays in a one-bedroom apartment, so I'm basically living in the living room. <laughs> and uh, that's cool. I mean, I have no complaints there. I have everything I need. But I, I got to tell you, man, I miss living alone. I really miss living alone, man. There's absolutely nothing better than having your own place. You know? There's nothing better, bro. Like... You come and go as you please, or in other words, you come and go when you want to. You don't have to explain shit to anybody. You don't have to, to, you know, ask permission for anything. If something's broken, you know who broke it. You feel me? Like, there's nothing better, bro. Your own space, your own private space is yours. You know what I mean? Nobody can take it from you unless you don't pay your rent, then, you know, you got bigger problems. But you get what I'm trying to say. Like your own space. You know what I'm saying? Your own space. There's nothing better than that. You do whatever you want with it. And if you decide who comes to your place too. You know how when you live with someone else. Say your parents or your brother and sister. Or maybe even your girlfriend or your boyfriend. Whoever. You live with someone else. And they want to invite somebody over to the house. And you're really not in the mood to entertain company. You're not in the mood to have visitors. And you just got to deal with that shit. You know what I'm saying? But when you when you live alone, excuse me, when you live alone, you decide. You know, your friend's calling you like, hey, man, can I come over and watch your TV? You're like, fuck, no. I'm in the mood to be alone, right? And that's your decision. Nothing better than living alone, man. I genuinely miss it. Just having my own space. You know, it's quiet when I want it to be quiet. It's loud when I want it to be loud. You know, it's the little things. It's really the little things in life that make life worth living. You know what I'm saying? Just the simple things. Your own place. Quiet when you want it and when you need it something simple but man it makes such a difference and once you've had it and then it gets taken away from you that's when you really I wouldn't say suffer but that's when you really um, that's when you really feel like something's missing because if you have always lived with other people you don't necessarily know what I'm talking about you have an idea but you don't really know but once you experience something and then you can no longer experience it it's like fuck man you know, like an alcoholic that can't drink alcohol anymore. Basically, that's what it is. I've never been addicted to alcohol, but I've been addicted to solitude. You know what I'm saying? Like being alone. Because, man, like I felt lonely before. I feel lonely all the time, but I still enjoy being alone. Like there are times when I want company and things like that, and that's cool. I love interacting with people, spending time with people, but I need a long time you know and sometimes you spend so much time alone that it just gets addictive you know what I'm saying for the same reasons that it's great to live alone because it's like you don't have to explain yourself you don't have to to ask anyone anything you don't have to talk to anybody if you don't want to you know 
theoretically, you understand yourself better than anyone else. You know what I'm saying? Theoretically, you are your best friend, or at least you should be, in my opinion. So, like, being alone is just easy. Maybe that's what it is. It's just easy, you know? Anyway, I'm rambling at this point. I don't even know what the fuck or how the fuck I got on that subject. Living alone. I miss living alone. That's what it was, you know? And that makes me think. I'm also afraid of getting married, bro. Or even living with my girlfriend. Like, like when I get a st- if I get a steady girlfriend and, you know, we move in together, that scares the shit out of me, you know? Because it's like, you kind of have to, you're forced to adapt to that person and their way of doing things and their habits and shit like that. So it's scary, man, because even when you've been dating someone for a long time and you've been to their house plenty of times, you slept at their house plenty of times, they slept at your house, it's not the same thing as living with them. You know, I'm talking about every single day you wake up and they're right there right there you open your eyes they're just in your face good morning good morning baby you know what i mean like fuck man every day every day i don't know i don't know if i can do it you know i don't know about you i don't know if i can do it like damn let me brush my teeth first you know what i'm saying i don't know i don't know i think i'm just difficult I understand that I'm difficult to live with, uh, to be with sometimes, but I think other people are fucking difficult too. I think we're all just difficult. Human beings are fucking difficult. And that's why I'm afraid of getting married and living with one person for the rest of my life. Because it's like, it's all about compromise and adaptation and, and just, you know, Fuck that. <laughs> Fuck that. <laughs> uh, I'm joking, kind of, you know. I would like to get married. Uh, maybe have some kids if if it makes sense. I don't have to have kids, but I think it would be nice, you know. Have a son. I don't know about a daughter, bro. That Fuck that. That's too much stress, you know. I'd rather have a son couple of sons maybe like two sons one daughter that's cool i could do that yeah anyway like i said this podcast i mean if you're listening at this point congratulations man thank you for being here because i'm really not talking about anything important today i just wanted to give you a life update uh touch bases with you or you know contact you keep in touch is basically what I'm trying to say and tell you what's on my mind man tell you what I've been doing for the past three weeks moved out of my apartment came to Atlanta business as usual you know doing the classes the YouTube channel I also uh recently purchased a new camera it should be here this week and um one thing that's going to be new on my YouTube channel is I plan to start doing not just the English lessons that I've been doing already but also like a vlog. And I don't mean vlog like, hey, look at how interesting I am type of shit. You know what I mean? Not just trying to hold your attention type thing, but I mean an educational vlog. Because I was watching uh, this girl, I think 
I don't want to mess her name up, Lucrezia or something like that. This Italian girl that teaches Italian uh, to English speakers online on YouTube. And she does like formal Italian lessons for beginners, intermediates and events learners. But she also does a vlog totally in Italian and she speaks as naturally as possible. So the beginners have the formal lessons where she speaks more clearly and slowly so you can understand her. But she also has the vlog where she speaks 100% naturally so you can get used to it because not everyone is a language teacher and most natives don't give a fuck if you can't understand native speakers because they're just speaking the way they always speak, you know, so you have to get used to it sooner or later. And that's what I like about her vlog is not only does she speak uh, naturally to basically force you to get used to the way Italians actually talk, but she actually leaves the house and she goes to different places around her city, other cities, you know, she, I mean, it's a vlog, you know what a vlog is, right? You know, but she, I think, does a good job of keeping it interesting. You know what I'm saying? So what I would like to do is make a vlog like that, but make it a little more on the educational side to where it's entertaining and educational. You know, they call it uh, edutainment, right? So that's that's what I'm aiming for. That's what I'm shooting for is to make some kind of educational <laughs> vlog to where I'm still doing my job, which is to help you guys learn English and be exposed to natural English and understand the language and also American culture, learn more about the country itself, but also make it entertaining, you know, and exercise my creativity because I can be creative with the YouTube videos that I'm making now, but only to a certain extent. You feel me? Excuse me. And uh, I'm the type of person, if I can't be creative, man, if I'm not like making something new, using my brain to do something uh what's the word creative i don't have a better word you know not just the same old thing every single day if i'm doing the same old thing every single day i start to die on the inside you know i have to be creative so i think the vlog is a perfect way to do that i mean i'm still going to continue to do everything i'm doing now the podcast and the the youtube videos the lessons the private lessons but just add the vlog in there as a creative outlet. You know what I'm saying? And uh, I mean, there's other stuff I want to do, like street interviews. You know, go into the street and talk to real Americans, ask them questions that you, the English learners, want to know. For example, why do Americans love guns so much? Or what do you think about the current president? Or what's your favorite thing to do in your city? What's your opinion about America as a country? Just, Just talk to people. You know what I'm saying? So you can hear from the American people and also hear authentic American English. And it's, it's fun for me. I like doing stuff like that. I like talking to people. I like talking to strangers. Don't ask me why. You know, so I'm excited to do that. The vlog, the street interviews, just go outside and find a way to be creative, be educational and have fun. You know, so that's my plan. Once I get this new camera, go directly to the city and start experimenting you know what i'm saying yeah yeah so um before i i mean i basically told you my plans for the next two months and this is honestly not going to be a long podcast i mean maybe 30 40 minutes so 
I'm not going to take too much of your time. But I thought, I'd tell you my plans for the next two months. Munch? Months. The next two months. Um, the video lessons, the vlog, the podcast, I'm going to continue to do. Photography, you know, it's been a long time since I've even taken out my camera to do pic- to take pictures. Unfortunately, I've just been so focused on starting this business and I mean that's an excuse because even when before I started the business I really wasn't doing photography like that I guess the flame went out or maybe I wasn't as passionate about it as I thought I don't know I don't know I'm that kind of person I get extremely interested in something I go all in 150% I go deep into the subject and then after a while it's kind of just like ah, whatever whatever you know And that's kind of the way photography is for me. You know, it's not that I don't like it anymore. I would love to go and take pictures. I just just don't do it, you know. And I think it's the same way for a lot of language learners. Like, they're very interested and they want so badly to learn the language, particularly English, for many reasons. But desire really isn't enough. You got to have the drive and the dedication as well to practice every day, to look for new people to talk to every day, to study every day and things like that. And that's why I think a lot of people struggle with reaching a more advanced speaking level in English because I know a lot of people, man, who have great listening skills, or I should say not listening skills, but comprehension skills. They can clearly understand everything that they hear from a native speaker, but they can't, they can't, like, how can I say this? It's all input. You know what I'm saying? There's no output. They can understand what they hear, but they can't be understood when they speak because they never practice. And I guess that's kind of what it was or what it is with me in photography. Like, it's cool. I want to get better at it and practice it more. But I don't know. I guess it also depends on the circumstance because when I'm traveling, I mean, I never stop taking pictures. But when I'm at home, I don't know, I guess I just find an excuse to stay home, you know, because really traveling, you don't have to go to a foreign country to travel, right? I mean, you can go to a new city or just a part of the city you've never been to before. That's still traveling. But I don't know, I guess I just make an excuse like, eh, there's nothing interesting out there, right? I don't know, bro. I don't know. And right now, in this moment, I feel bad because this podcast, I feel like it's really shitty. I've been talking for almost 22 minutes and you probably haven't learned anything You're probably not even listening but just in case you are i'm gonna keep talking um so yeah that's the plan for the next two months um ah new language i wanted to talk about that too because if you if you follow me on my youtube channel if you have been following me on the youtube channel for years now since the beginning you'll know that at one point i started posting like video logs of me speaking in Swahili because I decided I was going to learn that language. Then you might have realized that those videos are no longer on my channel for two reasons. The first one is I thought it would be smarter and more advantageous to only post videos that are directed towards the people that are going to watch them, which is English learners. And although it might be motivational to see me struggle and practice every day and try and learn a new language and then share my experience with you 
the English learner, I think most people come to YouTube to learn English, right? Or, you know, some people come for the vlogs and the silly videos as well. But, you know, I don't think it would, I don't think it would be very interesting to watch an English teacher learn Swahili. I don't know. I don't know. But that was just one reason I thought, eh, I'll take these off. I'll take them down. But the second and the more important reason is I just stopped trying, you know. Um, I had always, not always, but I had been interested in uh, East Africa particularly for a long time. So when the opportunity to learn Swahili came about, I said, why not? I mean, I've been interested in this place for a long time. Many people in East Africa speak Swahili, so it's a great way for me to connect with people from there and maybe travel to that part of the world one day. But again, the desire or the interest really just wasn't enough. And there was no dedication there. So it ended up being just another thing that I started and stopped. You know, I quit, in other words. And um, I don't know, man, I really think that I become complacent, man, with photography, with languages, with everything, and just doing like the bare minimum. And I really need to challenge myself more, you know? So I don't know, maybe I'll go back to Swahili or go back to French. I really don't know. But I think another part of the problem was I don't learn language just because it's fun or learning languages in itself is extremely interesting. I mean, it is interesting and fun, but I do it because of because of the benefits that you get from speaking another language. You know what I'm saying? Like, I learned Spanish because I was going to Mexico. I need to speak Spanish. I learned Portuguese because I'm going to Brazil. I need to speak Portuguese. You see, it, like for me, language is nothing more than a tool that you use to communicate with other people. So... If the people in a particular place don't speak my native language, I have to learn theirs. It's really that simple. It's not like, oh, my God, I want to learn 20 languages because I just love language. It's interesting. But if there's no real use for it, I don't really want to learn it. You know what I'm saying? Not learn shit just to learn it. I, I like to learn things because I can use it. I can use that knowledge someday, you know. So I think that's another reason I kind of was like, eh fuck it you know so but I do I really need a new challenge man and I'm hoping the vlogs would challenge me because I've been watching a lot of Casey Neistat lately I don't know if you know who that is but he's an American filmmaker who about four years ago started making a daily vlog on YouTube but it wasn't just your average vlog like follow me and see everything I did today he was making like, or is making like small movies every day. Like there's a story. You see what I'm saying? Like a setup, a conflict and a resolution, like a real movie. You see what I'm saying? It's not just, oh, watch me make this cup of coffee type shit. You feel me? So I've been really inspired by watching his videos lately. And tr like I said, trying to find a way to mix all that creativity that I see in his vlogs and mix that with the educational value that you get from an online English lesson. You see what I'm saying? That's, to me, is probably my next challenge because I've been thinking about that a lot for the past week or two, every day, just trying to figure out how am I going to do this? And really, 
you can't really think about it too much. You kind of just have to do it. You have to experiment. I mean, that's what being creative is, or that's how you become more creative is by being creative. You know, you can't really take a class on it. You can't really think about it too much. You just have to do, try, fail, you know, learn your lesson and then try again. And it's, I guess it's really like that with everything, man. Like everything you want to learn in life, especially language. You just have to try, fail, learn, and try again every single day. So maybe not language, but the vlog in particular, making videos, better videos, is the challenge for me. I think that's what I'm going to try and focus on for the next two months. Uh, in Brazil, I don't know if it's going to be possible, man. I hear so much conflicting information about the ability to make videos in Brazil because, you know... Um, it can be dangerous in certain places, in certain cities, and it's not necessarily safe or, or a good idea to walk around with a camera or your cell phone or electronics because somebody might want to take it from you. You know what I'm saying? So to avoid that situation, I just want to make sure that it's possible first. So before I go to Brazil, definitely, that's my focus. Once I get to Brazil, I'll have to wait and see. But the podcast... And videos will still be in production. That's for sure. You know. Uh, and really that's the plan for the next two months man. So now if you're still listening. I thought maybe it would be interesting to tell you a little bit. About the city of Atlanta. And um, some things you can do. If one day you choose. To visit the city. All right, Because I, I went to high school. In Jonesboro Georgia. Which is about 20 miles. From Atlanta in the suburbs and I wouldn't say I was in Atlanta all the time but I visited quite a bit so I'm pretty familiar with the city is what I'm trying to say so I would say you know if you visit the city maybe don't stay in the city of Atlanta because it's going to cost you you know what I'm saying it's, it's quite expensive when you're visiting trying to stay in a hotel or Airbnb or something like that but I do recommend couch surfing and if you don't know what that is, I'm not sure if I've talked about that on this podcast before, but couch surfing is basically like a social network for travelers. Okay. It's like Airbnb, but it's free. And you literally might stay or might sleep on someone's couch. That's the idea. It's like a network of traveling people who understand the value of having friends all over the world. You know, I mean, the major benefit in most people's eyes is it's free. I mean, you get a place to stay at someone's house for free. And of course, that's great. But even better is you have a friend in a foreign country. Like, let's say I'm going to Sao Paulo, Brazil, and I go on the couch surfing and I search Sao Paulo and all the people that live in this city appear and they're all willing to let me stay at their house for a few nights for free. Okay, so bam, I got a free place to stay. But I also have a friend in the city who can show me, you know, the best places to go, best restaurants, which places not to go, things to do and not to do. You see what I'm saying? Like your own personal tour guide. Excuse me. And um, I think that's amazing, man. And not only just a tour guide, but literally a friend, hopefully. You know, that's why they have uh, they have profiles so you can put your personal interests in there photos of yourself things that you've done things that you like to do so you can really get an idea of what this person is like and you can see ah 
you know, I would enjoy spending time with this person or ah, we don't have any of the same interests. Maybe it's better that I don't stay at this person's place, you know, and there's a review system. Right. Because, I mean, you might be thinking it's like a little strange to stay in a stranger's house for free, sleep on their couch or in a private bedroom or on the floor or something like that. That idea is strange to a lot of people when I describe it to them. But not only strange, but dangerous. Right. They're kind of scared by that idea of sleeping in a stranger's house. But, man, it's like, you know, I would say one maybe two out of a hundred people on that website have bad intentions, you know, and maybe that's not very comforting for you to hear. But what I'm trying to say is it's not really something you have to worry about. Most of us are there for the right reasons, man. Most of us are there for the right reasons and they have a review system. So after you stay at someone's house, they leave a review on your profile talking about if you were a good guest or a bad guest, if you uh, we're an interesting person or whatever. They just give a, uh, uh, a hmm, like an overview of their experience with you while you were at their house. And it's the same if you let someone stay at your house because it's not just for people who want to stay somewhere else. Obviously, it's for you can let people stay at your house. For example, I've had some girls from Croatia stay at my house before. A guy from Belgium stayed at my house before. You know what I'm saying? And I left reviews about them on their profiles so then the next time they try to stay at someone else's house the host the person letting them stay at their house will be able to see my review and they'll know oh he's a good guest i'll let him stay here like a reference is what they call it you know so um i would say check it out if you plan on traveling anytime soon and not just to a foreign country even in your country i'm almost positive couch surfing exists in the majority of developed countries, you know, maybe even some underdeveloped countries, you never know. So if you go to couchsurfing.com, C-O-U-C-H-S-U-R-F-I-N-G.com, couchsurfing.com, just check it out, man. You might be surprised. Um, I've had some great experiences on couch surfing. I couch surf in Mexico, uh, in plenty of cities here in the United States, and I've never had a bad experience. You know, anyway, I don't even remember why I was telling you that. Ah, yeah. If you visit Atlanta, Georgia, consider couch surfing, Airbnb, hotels should always be your last option because goddamn, they're expensive. But uh, some things to do in the city of Atlanta, man, I would say it really depends on what you like. I mean, there's a decent nightlife, you know, plenty of bars there's some clubs and things like that if that's what you're into downtown and midtown as well um and then in east atlanta there's this kind of like trendy hipster type place called little five points with like uh trendy shops and record stores and things like that that you can visit um let me think if you're into history i would say go to the sweet auburn neighborhood or the old fourth ward or places like that just east of downtown you know because you can go see martin luther king's house um where he actually lived here in atlanta you know what i'm saying they have the martin luther martin luther king national park or national museum or something like that and it's pretty cool i'm not a big huge fan of museums so it wasn't really for me but if you like that kind of stuff it's here for you you know um 
Let me think. We got shopping malls. Lenox Mall is famous uh, in the entire state of Georgia. It's a really, really big mall. Lots of stores, lots of people. Uh, it's fun sometimes just to go. You don't even have to shop just to go and hang out. You know what I'm saying? Man, I really should have prepared for this podcast. What else do we have? Um, downtown, there's quite a bit. I mean, there's shopping, there's food, decent restaurants. I recommend that you try Waffle House. Famous in the South, not just in Atlanta, but in the South of the United States. We got Waffle House in the entire region. It's breakfast food. Waffles, bacon, grits, eggs, toast, that type of thing, man. Highly recommend it. It's not healthy at all. It's extremely greasy food, you know what I'm saying? But it tastes good. Um, what else can I recommend for you, man? If you're into soccer, uh, Atlanta United plays at the Mercedes-Benz Stadium. I've never been to the Benz Stadium. I've been, like, I've driven past it before, but I hear it's beautiful. And Atlanta United is one of the best teams in the country, so you might be able to see a good game, you know? Um, we got plenty of universities here. Emory University is, I believe, one of the top research universities in the state, maybe the region. Uh, Georgia Tech is another good university. You know, they've got a nice botanical garden on campus as well, if that's what you're into, you know. Um, there's, I'm not doing a good job of explaining, like, what there is to do here in Atlanta, but I will say there's lots of history here in the city and uh, a decent amount of culture, too. And not, how can I say this? Like, you'll find a, a, a nice concentration of black American culture here. And that might sound strange to you for me to say black American culture, because it's really hard to define what that is. But if you know anything about the history of the United States, you'll know that once slavery was abolished, we had segregation which means, excuse me, which means that we had separate, like groups of people were separated. Oh, shit, I've been burping all day, bro. Anyway, segregation, which means in the United States for I can't remember how many years, it was illegal for black people and white people to spend time together, to go to the same stores, to date each other, to get married, anything like that. You know what I'm saying? So... Because of that, we naturally have two distinct forms of American culture. And there's more than two, but I would say the two most prevalent, the two most common are black American culture. And I guess you could say white American culture or traditional American culture or the most well-known, not even today, because I would say black culture is very well-known around the world, thanks to hip-hop. TV, social media, the internet, and stuff like that. But here in Atlanta, man, you'll find a really strong concentration of that. There's a lot of black people here. There's a lot of black people in the South, you know? So if you're interested in learning more about that side of America, I recommend you come to the South. Atlanta, Houston, um, Louisiana is a state, my bad. Atlanta, Houston, New Orleans, you know, um, even Dallas, Jackson, Mississippi, you know what I'm saying? Um, even Miami, you know, uh, Nashville, Tennessee, state cities like this in the South, you'll find a good concentration of black people. And I don't want to focus just on black, black, black people. I'm just saying that's one thing that is uh, distinct about the city of Atlanta. 
you'll find a very strong concentration of black culture and black people here. And uh, I think it might be interesting for you, you know, come here and really talk to people. I think that's another reason it's so important to learn the authentic language of the place that you want to travel so that you can actually talk to the people, man. Because if you can't communicate with the people from that place, you'll never really get to know that place. You know what I'm saying? Like, you will have just visited locations, but you will not have gotten to know the people from that location. And that's really what makes a place unique. That's what gives a place its identity, right? Is the people there, you know, and their daily lives and their culture and the things that they do. So I think it, it is definitely worth it to visit the city. Maybe from my explanation these past 10, 20 minutes, it may not seem like it, but I think it's worth it to visit Atlanta and see what it has to offer, man. Because there's, there's not, I wouldn't say there's something for everybody. There's no beach, obviously. The nearest beach is three hours away and it's really not a great beach. Um, but there's plenty of, of beautiful nature, trees everywhere trees everywhere man and up north uh towards how can i say the border between georgia and i think south carolina i think maybe tennessee there's um nice waterfalls you can go up into the mountains and stuff like that go on hikes if that's what you're into it's not far at all maybe two to four hours by car you know um we're 10 hours or i think 10 hours 10 or 12 hours away from miami you know even closer to orlando about seven hours from New Orleans, Louisiana. So it's a cool place, man. I don't know if I would want to live here for good or forever. You know what I'm saying? I think it's a good place to visit. So if you're thinking about coming to the United States, especially the South, check out Atlanta, you know? But uh, I've been rambling for the past 40 minutes, man. So if you're still here, congratulations. Thank you for being here. I genuinely appreciate you listening. Uh, hopefully you found it interesting, entertaining, insightful. I don't know. I don't know. I just wanted to give you a quick update on, um, what's go Oh shit. I forgot one thing, man. One thing. My, the purpose of this podcast was to just give you an update on, uh, what I've been doing and where I'm at right now, like geographically. But another thing I want to talk about tell you a quick story so if you're still here at the end of this podcast man i've got a special treat for you a little surprise just a quick story man that uh that uh, a little a moment that happened today's tuesday on i guess sunday night monday morning you know what i'm saying so i told you i'm staying at my mom's house and it's a one-bedroom apartment she obviously sleeps in her bedroom and i sleep on an air mattress in the living room okay so picture this, just imagine what I'm about to tell you. It was maybe 1.30 or 2 o'clock in the morning on Monday, right? We went to bed Sunday night and it's now 2 o'clock in the morning on Monday. And I couldn't sleep. I've been trying to go to bed earlier and wake up earlier. You know what I'm saying? Make more use of my day, but it's really difficult. So I couldn't sleep. I tried to go to bed early and it just didn't work. So I'm laying in bed awake, just sort of tossing and turn in. I can't sleep. One second. Uh, excuse me. So I'm laying in bed and I can't sleep. It's two in the morning. And all of a sudden, I mean, it's it's dead quiet. The only thing that you can hear is the fan because it's hot as hell in this apartment. But that's besides the point. I'm laying in bed and all you can hear is the fan. So it's really just imagine the sound of a fan. It's not very loud. 
and just imagine other than that silence like this and all of a sudden you hear this somebody trying to open the front door to the apartment and I'm in the living room which means you know when you walk into my mom's apartment the first thing you enter or the first place into which you enter is the living room you see what I'm saying so I'm I'm pretty close to the front door and I hear somebody literally trying to twist the door handle and open the door at two o'clock in the fucking morning and we're not expecting any visitors you know what I'm saying so naturally I'm like what the fuck is going on right and I keep hearing it trying to open the door and then they're knocking on the door right they're open they're twisting on the, the door handle they're knocking on the door and I'm like what in the fuck is going on who is knocking at the door at this time of night and normally well before I say that you should know at this at this point I'm a little nervous you know what I'm saying because nothing good is at your front door at two o'clock in the morning if you're not expecting a special visitor you see what I'm saying there's only a few things that can be knocking on your door at two o'clock in the morning and I was not expecting anything good you feel me so I'm a little nervous at this point, you know, and we already had a report of somebody else, uh, some kids running around the apartment complex, kicking in people's doors. You know what I'm saying? So that's the first thing I thought of. I'm like, oh shit, somebody's here to do damage. You feel me? That's what, that's the first place my mind went to when they started knocking on the door and trying to open the shit. Because if you want somebody to come to your front door, you just knock, 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 knock. You don't try to open the door. You know what I'm saying? Ah, you know what? That'd be perfect. Perfect. Hey, Ma, you want to... Uh, my mom just came home. So she was involved in this, so maybe she'll be able to tell you. Ma, you want to tell the story from Monday night? From my podcast? I paused it for a second. What? No, it's just audio. Because I paused it when you opened the door. I was in the middle of the story, but um, maybe they'll be able to... Or maybe you'll be able to tell them. So, uh, everybody, this is mom. Mom, say what's up. Hello, everyone. There you go. Here. Come here, sit down. Okay. All right. So, basically, I told them up to the point where it was like 2 o'clock in the morning, and I hear somebody jiggling on the door handle, and they're knocking, trying to open the door. So, I told them at this point, I'm nervous because there's really only two things that knock on your door at two o'clock in the morning and I wasn't expecting no women here at that time of night so I'm nervous at this point so you can take it from there okay so I heard the the knocking and so I sat up in bed and then I came out to where Anthony was and he's sitting up too and I said well did you hear that and he was like yeah so then we heard it again so I go to the he says mom to open the door which I never would have done that but still um, I go to the door and look out the peephole and I see two guys um, and one is close to the door. I guess the one that was knocking, then it was one across from him leaning up against the wall, but it just posture just kind of demonstrated to me, hmm, I'm going to be ready if someone opens this door. That's what I, that's what I figured. So when they, they kept persisting, you kept hearing this knock. First it was loud, a loud knock. 
And then they would wait, and I'm still standing there looking out the peephole. So Anthony finally gets up, and he looks, he's looking out the peephole, and then you hear a knock again. So at this point, we're going to the back, and he's saying, call 911. So then I call 911, and I'm talking to her, and then we're telling them what happened. So Anthony um, comes back to talk to the 911 operator, and of course she wanted to know who he was, and he was telling them what they were doing. Then she wanted to know what they were wearing. So he went back to the door to tell them, and he was specific about what they had on and what they were doing. And he stated that one of them had a, looked like a blanket, which if you're holding a blanket, it possibly could be them concealing something. And mind you, mind you, describing not just what they had on, but the people themselves. I mean, the one dude had to have been like six foot two. Yeah, he was a big like guy. Maybe like 180 centimeters. And he clearly was in the gym quite often. I'm 5'7", like 125. My mom's even shorter five, three, and smaller than that. You know, so I'm like, okay, if it's going to be a physical thing, we, we kind of, you know what I'm saying, outmatched here, right? So I was like, yo, call 911 because uh, this might get ugly real quick. You know? Right, so once he was telling the 911 operator what they were wearing, she's, you know, letting us know that she was, you know, I guess dispatching to someone. And so Anthony was going back to do it because she kept asking, are they still there? Are they still knocking? We're like, yeah. And so um, he's at the door, but I'm staying in the back because he wanted me to stay back there, which I wasn't comfortable with that. I wanted to be where he was. <laughs> right, but which I don't think what she understood was like, because normally pretty much at all times, there's some type of weapon near me. I mean, sometimes you don't even sleep with it. So I'm sleeping or I was trying to sleep. And I hear the knock on the door, and the first thing I think is, okay, there's trouble at the door, naturally. So I put on my pants, and I grab my weapon, and I'm like, okay, this could go one of two ways. One, just some random people messing with us, or two, some random people wanting to do something to us. Why us? I have no idea. But my mom is in here, so uh, moms, you need to stay in the back, because <laughs> if they break this door down... Like, I'm going to have to kill somebody or die trying, and you don't need to be here for that. So that was my thinking there. I mean, I genuinely thought that's where the night was going to go. So, like, both of us are kind of nervous at this point. I'm just, like, maintaining my cool. and Like, yo, mom, you stay in the back. And the whole time, they just knocking on the door. They would not leave. I think we were on the phone with the police for maybe eight eight minutes, like eight straight minutes. And she's just like, okay, we'll stay on the phone with us until the police officers get there. And when the police officers get there, put away your weapon and just go outside and talk to them. So that's basically what happened. They finally got here. And then I went outside first and the cop was like, "Uh, what's going on, sir? I was like, you tell me (laughs) what's going on. And he said, and so it was three people, actually. It was the one big dude, then the shorter dude that had the blanket. And then there was a female. So the big dude and the female actually live here, apparently. Mm -hmm. And the dude with the blanket, he didn't have anything concealed or hidden inside the blanket. He actually was looking for a place to sleep. And he told the other two people that he lived here in my mom's apartment. Right. And so the police officer asked, well, does he live here? And I said, no, I have never seen this young man before. (laughs) And so then the the young lady, she did reveal, she says they took him in, apparently, and fed him. But I guess they were probably not willing to do that anymore because I guess they were trying to be. What does "took him in" mean? Just in case they don't. Oh, they um he let them they let him sleep at their apartment yeah. the night before to feed him because I guess they found out that he didn't have anywhere to go. But I'm pretty sure it's it, when it came across that they were saying, "Okay, we need to find out where he's going to go because he's not going to be able to stay here." So I don't know why he told them that he lived <laughs> here. I don't know why they picked us. But um, 
that's what the, the young lady was saying that he said. And so the, the, the big guy and her, they both kept apologizing to us. Because at this point, I'm shaking. I ain't shaking like that in like a long time. I'm visibly shaking. And so we're telling the cop, and he says, well, um, so you've never seen him before? And I said, no. And I said, so I don't know why he would say that. So then they go over, and they're talking to this guy. And where one cop stayed with us, and he says, well, I need to see your ID to make sure that you live here. And I said, okay. So we show him my ID, and he says, well, you guys are good. Once he said we were good, which I knew we were, but still once he said, like, as if, okay, we don't need you anymore, I was ready to come in this house and put both <laughs> the locks on and at least try to get myself back together because, like I said, I was physically shaking at that point. But Anthony was ready for whatever, whatever. but I just was not going for, okay, you stay back there. I wanted to be where he was, which I knew that wasn't a smart thing once you think about it, but I wasn't really thinking um, all kinds of thoughts were going through my mind as to, okay, are these people really trying to get in here to do something to us? And now then we, we found out why they were persistent and continuing to knock because they wanted to try to help this young man. But at the same time, I'm sure they didn't think, okay, well, we may be frightened, really frightening somebody or scaring somebody with us trying to help somebody because it was 2 o'clock in the morning. So. Exactly. And that's and what I was saying. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they didn't think like that. And then when they opened the door and they could see, they could see I was really shaken up. And that's when they kept apologizing, which we appreciated that he just kept, you know, apologizing. But their their goal was to help this young man because I'm pretty sure their their generosity kind of was on the stop, I guess. They were like, okay, <laughs> we need to find out where this young man needs to go. So it all worked out, but at the time. Yeah. You're not thinking because some some people are bold. They'll knock to see if you're not because you may not be thinking and just open your door. And some people do that without looking. They just open the door. And so some some robbers are counting on that. And so that wasn't going to be me because there's no way I'm going to open. Exactly. And if you like you can understand their persistence, but you don't try to open someone's front door when you're trying to help somebody like they don't know who's on the other side of this door and they jiggling on the door handle they literally trying to open our front door and they don't know who is in here. Right. So or what we have. Exactly. Exactly. But I'm wondering if it was the, the young guy that maybe had tried the door maybe because it seemed like that big guy, he would have known better. I mean, but I don't know. I don't know. I, every time I looked out the people, it was, it was the big dude oh, standing okay. there. And once I seen the dude with the, uh, the blanket in his hand. But regardless, like you said, they don't know what's going on right. on this side of the door. And I was like, you said, because we could have shot through the, the person could have shot through the door. You don't have to open it to shoot through. So. Exactly. I don't know. Exactly. So uh, I'm just glad it all worked out. Nobody yeah. was hurt. At um, the end, it wasn't anything serious. But in at in the moment, it was like, yo. That was scary. Anything was, could happen right now. I was truly Shit. afraid. Like, think all kinds of thoughts was going through my head. Like, why is this per? Why are these people trying to? I don't even know these people. That's what I was thinking. Like, why did they come to this apartment? Or it doesn't even make any sense. And I wonder why he picked this one. Maybe he just. But he, the dude that needed a place to stay with the blanket, he looked like he might have been on something. Yeah. And when I say on something, I mean like on some drugs or something. I could see it in his eyes. And he wasn't responding really right. to the police officers, even to the people that let him stay at their apartment. He wasn't really responsive or anything like that. So I think he just was in a bad way for a long time. Because he wouldn't even look at them. He kept his yeah. head down. He wouldn't look at them. And then he turned to the wall when the police officers, because it was a four four police officers that came. Um, he he went turned to the wall, and that's when they kept they kept asking him, "Are you okay? Are you okay?" But he wouldn't answer. Um, so they probably figured out, okay, he's on something, something, maybe something mentally probably could have been wrong with him as well. But 
I just prayed that he found somewhere to go, but it was not going to be here <laughs> because I did not know him. So it all worked out, but um, it, uh, it was scary. It was, a little it was trippy, scary that's for sure. that time of morning. And I don't know anybody. I don't know anyone that would come to my house at that time without calling me first. Nobody would exactly. do that. Um, and so I knew it, was, it wasn't somebody I knew. So and then you yeah. look out there and this big guy standing at the door. Yeah, man. He I was just... big. Yeah, yeah, he was big, and I'm like, man, me versus him, this, this, this ain't cool, yeah. dog. This ain't about to go too well. But it was cool with how he kept apologizing, cause you know he knew, okay, at that moment, after every kind of thing kind of settled down, you know what? I bet that was kind of scary for them, you know. Um, so that was cool how they apologized for it, but I'm just glad I, I heard he was one still of them alive. Say, I heard one of them say that 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 boy was like 14 or 15 years old. Yeah, he looked young. I was figuring 18, but. Um, and then I know the girl, the young lady, she started fussing at him because she's saying, you're playing games, we're trying to help you, but you're yeah. playing games, tell us the truth, what's going on. And at that point, I just wanted to shut the door and be done. Let them handle that because I didn't want to have any more parts of that. So. Yeah, man. And the 911 operator was very nice. I mean, she was very calm, and you know, she was asking us questions, but you could tell she, you know, she said, I'll stay on the phone with you, which I was like, okay. <laughs> Because at one point I told her, I asked her, I said, well, are they on the way? And she says, they're in the area. I said, good, because I'm really scared. She says, I understand that. I understand I'm going to stay on here with you. And so, you know, she was really good. Because I know sometimes people do get jerks as 911 operators, and she wasn't one. She was very, she was very, um, you know, in tune to what we were experiencing, and she was trying to help. So that was good. I'm glad they did come. They came quick, too. Like, yeah, they did come because she said they were in the area. Remember, one of the police officers was on her way from an 18-hour shift. She lives in the parking lot behind us. She uh, said she just happened to see them when she was coming. She oh, saw yeah, them, so that's she why did. she came over here. Yeah. And she says, if y'all don't need me, you're good. And she said, well, I'm going to go home because I just did an 18-hour shift. And so they were like, yeah, we got it. So Yeah, yeah. man. That's good. Anyway, that was uh, our fun little time on Monday morning, I guess you could say. Uh, But it worked out cool. It did. Welcome to Atlanta. Yes. Welcome to Atlanta. And it was great chatting with you guys. And I pray that everybody's doing well. For sure. See, talk to you next time. (laughs) (laughs) All right. And I guess we'll cut it there, people. Uh, Hope you enjoyed story time. (laughs) Uh, But this has been another episode of Life in English. I'm your host, Tony Kaizen. And I'll talk to y'all. A little bit later. Peace. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.